Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. We're Carol and David, and we're so excited to welcome you to our podcast. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. You know we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So, you know, with all the stresses of COVID restricting our daily lives, are you finding it difficult getting into the mood for love and romance? It might take some creativity and innovation, but it's important to make that effort to find that intimate connection this Valentine's Day. So on today's show, we're going to be talking about love in the time of COVID. Relationships everywhere on the brink of success or failure, depending how you deal with intimacy and love during times of stress and strain. So we're going to find out how to bring out the best in each other this Valentine's Day. We sure are. But first, as we do every show, we want to take a moment to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex, but nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. If you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. You know we're Carol and David. This is the sexy lifestyle. And if you can hear a little noise in the background, you know we've been talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks. We are broadcasting live from Hito 2 on the Grill Beach in Jamaica. We're sitting here in our room with a beautiful balcony overlooking the ocean, Seven Mile Beach. And um, so you're going to hear some nice beach and warmth and nice sounds in the background. And maybe some partying going and on out there too. Maybe some partying. And one thing's for sure, we're on the nude side here and everybody's naked. But let's get on with our show. We're so excited to welcome an icon in sexuality as today's special guest. Sexologist and sex educator Dr. Ava Cadell is an exceptional writer, media therapist, and public speaker. And Dr. Ava is the founder of the Loveology University, which provides courses on becoming certified relationship coaches, dating experts, love coaches, and sexperts. Wow. Dr. Ava, it has been so many years that we've been trying to hook up with you. We feel privileged to have you on our show. Thanking for taking time out of your busy and important days to be with us here today. Thank you, Carol and David. It's my honor. I'm excited. I've been dying to meet you two as well. And even though it's not in person, I feel like I'm there. Well, naked we, you. Yay. <laughs> well, we love seeing you. And I know you're at your beautiful home in, in California. It feels like we're in the same room. So that's always nice. Technology is fantastic. So let's get started. This has just been a crazy year. As you know, we're going into the second year of COVID. So tell us a little bit about how COVID has changed your life, your world, your sex life. Well, for me, COVID has changed my life in that I've had to change my work routine. I'm actually working harder than ever before um, with my online university loveunilive.com because I am giving away healing courses to try to help people who are suffering, whether they're alone or whether they're in a toxic relationship or whether they just want to spice up their love life like you guys help people. So it's really changed my life and then my personal life as well. Um, I'm actually a widow. I had married the love of my life who passed away from cancer six years ago and uh, I've been dating somebody for three years and I had no intention of moving in with him or rather him moving in with me but COVID threw us together 
And I have to say, it's absolutely fantastic. I am so happy. I never thought I'd find true love again, to be really honest with you. Because, you know, we all teach what we need to learn the most. And that's why I teach love and sex and romance. So, again, I feel very authentic now talking to you and, you know, just doing what I love to do best, which is empowering people to have the best sex of their lives. Wow. Absolutely. And and with your new partner, have you been having some great sex during COVID? I have. And, of course, we have a lot of it because we're together all the mm-hmm. time. And it's creative. And it's more intimate now than lustful and sexual. But we do both because we have things that we do every week, like give each other an erotic massage with a happy ending and talk erotically. And and we play a game that I invented, which is no longer available, but it's called the Tantric Lovers Game. And he didn't know anything about Tantra, so that was kind of cool for me to introduce him to that. And it just makes us laugh so much. And um, I love to laugh. It's it's just we need more of that now than ever before. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's very interesting that you said that you've gotten closer and more intimate. We're here at Hedonism in Jamaica. And, um, of course, the resort isn't full. And we've been here many, many times. But we were saying and talking to some of the other couples that are here that it feels very intimate and very close. And there's a lot less playing going on. Um, the resort is super safe. Everybody has to te- test negative before they get here. All the staff wear masks. And, you know, Carol and I, we've gotten closer. We've gone, gone for more walks in the last little while than we have in the last year. We're talking more. We're communicating more. And we're sitting down and talking to people. And just, um, you know, there's not 580 people here. So there's a lot more people you can just chat with and, and get to know. So and, the environment is intimate and yeah. that, that gives you the feeling that you want to be intimate with your partner. So we get it. When you're stuck there with your partner now right. for this last year, which you didn't expect to have your boyfriend move in with you, and uh, you found that it's worked out for you. And of course, this is our Valentine's Day show. It is. So it it's, is. it's appropriate that we're talking about love and, and intimacy. intimacy. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into this field of sex education in the first place? Well, one of the ways I got into it was I had my own show on the Playboy channel. I actually had several shows, and I was working as an actress, playing mainly sex symbol roles. And I got a lot of fan mail from people who assumed, because I was a sex symbol, that I was also a sex expert. And I really felt compelled to respond to my fan mail, and I wanted to help them, but I knew I was sort of shooting from the hip. So I decided to go back to school, to the Institute for the Advanced Study of Human Sexuality and get a doctorate in um, human sexuality and sexology. And that was one of the triggers. I mean, I had others. I had a a pretty awful upbringing with um, very religious nuns who told me lies about if I ever kissed a boy, a baby would pop out of my mouth. Oh my of course. And, um, yeah, and I believed them. <laughs> so I did everything with boys, but I didn't kiss them. Oh my um, goodness. But my life was, uh, I had no parents, and I, I was very confused as a teenager, and I had low self-esteem, and um, I was blessed with a, a nice physical body. So I, I was doing nude modeling, and I got into acting to help me become more confident so i think it was organic i feel like it was always my mission to empower people once i was empowered and you know a lot of a lot of our success comes from adversity Mm. and you sure you sure have succeeded in making that um your mission journey a mission and a reality well, it kind of feels oh, it's so you. it feels so authentic that you um, did pursue these steps because you're very successful in what you do. So it kind of feels like that was what you were meant to do all along. It does. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, I feel like I'm on the right path, and I still have a lot of things to do, you know, before I leave this place. Mm. <laughs> and um, it's nice to feel like you have a legacy to leave behind. Very nice. Now, how did you come up with the idea for your loveology.com where you can train other people remotely? 
Um, well, actually, I started in 2007, a long time before distance learning was popular. After I got my, <clears throat> excuse me, after I got my doctorate, I wanted to build a place where adults could come from all over the world. Is that an airplane? That's yeah. okay. That's Tim Air just buzzing the beach with some other sexy people coming to Hito. I got a frog in my throat exactly when the plane went off. Did you know yeah. that? Synchronicity. Yeah. Yes. You can take your time. They love coming across the beach, looking at all the naked people. They land just across the street. It's the quick That's way to funny. get from the airport to the grill. <laughs> so after I got my doctorate, and it was quite expensive. I wanted to create a platform where adults from all over the world could come and get accurate, positive information on love and sex. And that's how I came up with Loveology University. And I have over 40 um, courses on everything you can think of, or at least everything I could think yeah. of, including swinging and polyamory and group sex and um, fetishes and everything, but also PG versions of communication and flirting and dating. So it's really important for me to help people everywhere because so many of them are raised with guilt and shame and inaccurate information and they don't love themselves. Nobody teaches us how do you love yourself? Exactly. And nobody teaches us how to give and receive love. Even sex. I mean, we have a lot of um, wonderful people like yourself who have incredible advice on how to have better sex. That just goes to prove you can teach people, right? Yeah, on absolutely. How to, love, how to have sex, how to give an erotic massage. And people so are so curious, people? and people want to learn. Like they're they're starved for knowledge about sex. There's just not enough knowledge, incredible, incredible knowledge yeah. out there. So people like you and your university are helping many, many people who are just dying to know. Now we're going to get and into we're, we're going to get into some of those workshops later on in the show in Great Sex Matters. But I I just want to take a moment to thank you for you know you don't only give courses to regular couples and people and singles, but you are also an educator to the educators. And we've had many of them on our show as yes. experts, Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce, Erica Jordan, Dr. Kat Meyer. And so you're, you're sharing the love, you're sharing the education with people who can continue sharing that credible information. And, you know, on behalf of, of, of us and, and the, the rest of the people in our uh, community, um, we can't thank you enough for doing all that great work. Ah, you're so sweet. Well, those are three of my protégés, yes. Dr. Nancy and Kat and Erica. Yeah, you got to pass the baton. I mean, I believe in sharing everything. Believe me, I would give away every course that I have on Loveology University if I could. The thing is, you have to be over 21. And then the other thing is, I've noticed when I actually do give away a scholarship, they don't value it as right. much as if you pay something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just our society. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm the least expensive of all the online universities that are coming out now, but there's room for all of us. Right, absolutely. And often I'll say to a student, yes, take mine, take this one, take that one. The only thing I'm addicted to is knowledge. Right. And a little bit of chocolate, <laughs> but mainly knowledge. Yeah, it's a wonderful addiction. Absolutely. And I think you guys are too. Yes, absolutely. So this show is all about love today because it's a Valentine's Day show. But let's talk about how relationships have suffered during all the COVID restrictions and and how they've been strained in these last few months, different ways, like how, how does stress affect the libido, for example? So stress affects the libido by releasing the stress hormone, which is called cortisol. And then acute stress can really affect libido by reducing testosterone, especially for men, because they have a lot more than we do, but women have testosterone too. So it can actually result in um, erectile dysfunction and even impotence. That's how bad stress is. And we know that stress is the number one cause of heart attacks. So, so how do you de-stress? Well, getting into a juicy frame of mind, doing things that relax you first, whether it's a, 
a warm bath, a meditation, or masturbation. It's all so important for us to de-stress. And what I found fascinating is that more sex toys have been sold since COVID than ever before. And I love that. That means that masturbation is becoming less taboo as well. So there's a lot of people alone who are struggling to connect with somebody. And so they're having to do it, you know, digitally, but they are becoming more creative sexually. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we, and, could, and we can talk firsthand. You know, we spoke earlier about our top waterproof blanket, which we sell on Amazon. And we had a great year um, selling blankets because people were home more. They were exploring. They were experimenting. Uh, we had lots of questions about squirting. And we squirting. lowered our pricing. We so lowered our price a little more, bit so you know? it could be more affordable. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, we, we really hope that um, people are listening to what we're talking about because we probably talk about on every show how brutal stress is to everything in a relationship and sexuality. And we have to find ways to reduce that stress in our lives. Yeah. And another thing that definitely happens when we're stressed and strained is our communication skills. And sometimes we shut down when anxiety sets in. Talk a little bit about how we can overcome that. So communication is, of course, the number one ingredient for any relationship. The problem is that with all this stress, a lot of couples are only talking about stressful topics. And that is so unsexy. Right. So I think you have to make time to talk about the things that you love about each other, the things that you have done in the past that were significant. So... I recommend that couples literally share all the things that you love about each other, mentally, physically, emotionally, sexually, even spiritually. And when I watch couples tell each other, I can see the body language, even if it is over Zoom. It's some, <clears throat> some couples haven't heard that, those compliments in years. Yeah. So that's something that can be de-stressing. You're just talking about... I just love you and I appreciate you so much and you make my life better. The quality of my life is is amazing. I don't know what I would do without you. Um, So it's about giving each other compliments, sharing things that are non-stressful every single day. Mm -hmm. And you can do that by just giving each other a physical and emotional and a mental compliment every day. Absolutely. So and you go know, ahead. I, yeah. I want to see you guys do it. Oh. <laughs> we started the show by saying how much we loved we each other. We do. We absolutely uh, love each other. And we, and we tell each other every day how much we appreciate. I tell David all the time that I love my life. I love us. I love our couple. We love our life. My we, sense of humor. We Yes, and your sense of humor. Mm. We start our day every day that way. So we understand completely and what you're saying. And we have started once a week sitting down, put, putting an hour aside, just talking about all the things we're grateful for that we're appreciative of. And one of the things we learned from Dr. Nancy, because we've gone through her workshops, is sometimes when your partner is talking, they're not looking for your opinion. And she taught us how when one person is talking, all the other person needs to say is, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. And it shows that you're listening and you're absorbing it. And the person just wants to talk to you. And they're not looking for that dialogue and that uh, back and forth. They just want to know that you're listening. Yeah, listening is 50% of communication. It is. It sure <laughs> is. And one of the things that you talk about a lot is mindfulness. And, and tell us a little bit why it's so important now more than ever to be completely mindful with your partner. So being mindful is not having distractions outside your mind or inside your mind. It's being 100% present for your partner. And... I'm sure you guys are well-versed on tantric sex. But in tantric sex, there are six elements to bliss, and they all lead to mindfulness. And one of them is breath. When you share your life force energy and you can feel the breath, you're looking at each other, that gets you to mindfulness. The next one is sound, releasing sound, whether it's talking or sounds of sex you're being mindful. Um, Also, intention and attention, having the intention of being there 100% with your partner. Again, all of these lead to being 
100% present and mindful so that almost two hearts become one. I have a really cool exercise that I do in my lectures with couples like yourselves. And I say, I want you to put your prominent hand on each other's heart. And I want you to look into each other's eyes and tell each other what you see. Because when you look into each other's eyes, they are the windows to the soul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So one at a time, you ask permission, may I look into your soul by looking into your eyes? And then if you say yes, you tell each other what you see. And I've had many couples just cry their eyes out because again, it's something that we don't just do automatically. Mm -hmm. But that's the kind of thing I mean about being mindful. I, I have to tell you, um, you were an amazing educator because you taught Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce how to do that. We've been to her classes and we've actually ah. done that exercise and it is absolutely <laughs> moving. It, it, it yeah. is. Such a release. Yeah. It is. Such a release uh, to it be is, together. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. No, Nancy, she's, she's like a sponge. She just <laughs> loves to, you know, learn and then she teaches. And mm -hmm. that's the way to be the best teacher. Mm -hmm. yeah. Learn and teach. And yeah. for those of you out there, um, you know, Nancy's going to be here for Valentine's oh, yes. Day. She's going to be here ah, um, the, whole week of Valentine's the whole week of Valentine's Day. And uh, she's here a couple of times a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, her workshops and her courses are absolutely amazing. So one of the last oh, things one of the last things I want to cover before we move on to the next segment is about touch and that's one of the things that people have been suffering from not having human touch during covid if they've been isolated or by themselves. So tell us a little bit why human touch keeps us feeling human. Well, we crave touch from the moment we're born to the moment we die. Here's the problem. The older we get, the less touch we receive because usually we don't feel quite as confident and as even you know youthful and attractive as we did in our 20s or 30s so a lot of people stop touching they stop kissing and we have to really get people enthusiastic about touch and it's very difficult with covid because you can't even hug people mm -hmm. so you have to send them virtual hugs so what I always say, and Nancy might have done this too, because I always say whenever I do a seminar, to hug yourself and to say to yourself, I love you, followed by your name. Mm -hmm. It's really important. And then to explore the rest of your body, every nook and crack that you have with total love energy. And so the other thing I want to talk about is touch and being 100% there by giving you a sexual, um, you know, context. Because I think with Valentine's Day coming up, we should make passionate love to our partner. And for example, giving oral pleasure is one of the greatest gifts that you can give and receive. So if you want to create mindful oral pleasure, you can put your hand, one of your hands on your partner's heart while you have the other hand on their sexual organs and your mouth hopefully on top of the clitoris or the head of the penis and just really move the energy between the heart and the sexual organs. And men have told me that it blows their mind even when they're having sex with somebody they're not in love with, mm -hmm. they suddenly feel real deep intimacy with that person giving them a blowjob like that. Wow. And women, of course, we just love receiving oral sex on the clitoris with its 8,000 nerve fibers mm -hmm. that has no other function than orgasms. And pleasure. Yes, absolutely. My favorite. What a great description. Just hang on for that, uh, that thought right now. We're going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to shout out to one of our sponsors, and we'll be right back after this. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're talking with sexologist Dr. Ava Cadell from Loveology University. Stay right here. We'll be back. So, you know, people have been asking us, what's changed after four years of doing the podcast? Well, a lot has. But to be honest, the orgasm gap still remains a challenge for many couples. You know what I'm talking about. Men tend to finish before their female partners. 
You've heard us talk about Promescent for years. Their urologist-developed, FDA-compliant delay spray can help men last up to 64% longer without loss of sensation. And it's great because Promescent is quickly absorbed into the penis and it doesn't transfer to your partner. And speaking of your partner, I think we can all agree that sometimes women, even when alone, still have challenges around reaching orgasm. So now, Promescent has created a female arousal gel. I love it. It's a clitoral stimulant that she can rub into her clitoris for increased pleasure and a lot more satisfaction during pretty much any type of sexual activity that you can think of. Absolutely. So now they've got promescent delay spray for him and arousal gel for her. So basically, they're closing the orgasm gap on both sides. And remember to check out their amazing lubes as well. Yeah, trust us. Try these amazing products and you'll thank us later. Seriously, just write to us at ask at carolandavid.com and tell us how it went. So try Promescent today. Just go to the website www.promescent.com. That's P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com. Yeah, and now, and especially for a limited time, if you enter Sexy Lifestyle 15, you'll get 15% off every order. And remember, tell your friends too, that's Sexy Lifestyle 15 for 15% off. All right, we're back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and um, we're having an unbelievable show, a very special Valentine's Day show with uh, the iconic Dr. Ava Cadell, who is a sexologist and an author from Loveology University. So, Dr. Ava, we're going to get into one of your books, and I know this is one of your famous books, the Neuro-Loveology, The Power to Mindful Love and Sex. Talk a little bit about how you differentiate the brain and what we should do, whether we're right-sided or left-sided. So yeah, Neurolivology is one of my favorite books, and it's endorsed by one of my favorite people, Dr. John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. So I used quite a few of his quotes, and he really is an expert on men versus women and how we have to basically not compete but celebrate our differences. But one of the things that I found interesting was the left brain versus the right brain and some people don't even know what their partners are. So how can you communicate if you don't know that your partner's left brain and your right brain? And for example, expressing that you want to have sex with somebody who's left-brained, it's really simple. You just have to get to the point and say, I want to have sex with you right now. So That's how, how you express it. And how do you know if you are right-brained or left-brained, or how do you know if your partner is right-brained or left-brained? So there are some clues, like I'm right-brained, because I like to make a big production out of everything. I like to describe and use adjectives, and I'm... Uh, very much of a sort of visual person. I'm artistic, I'm creative. Whereas um, my friend, my partner is more left brain. So he's more analytical. He just wants to get to the point. He doesn't need to know why I want to eat barbecue tonight. He just says, let's have barbecue tonight. So it doesn't really have anything to do with gender. It doesn't even have anything to do with your profession. Although an accountant is more likely to be a left-brained and an actor is more likely to be right-brained. And some couples have the same prominent hemisphere. So do you know what kind, which brain is preferable to the two of you? I'm thinking that I'm left-brained. What do you think I am? I think you're more right-brained. I think you're right. Uh, I'm a very detailed person, and David is always looking at things from way high above and sees the whole picture, and I see every single detail, and I get caught up with the details, so I think I'm left-brained. I would agree. Okay. Okay, and I think David is more elaborate, uh, more vocal, more social. Innovative. uh, Yeah, kind of. Creative. So I think that he might be more right-brained. That's great. So when you tell each other what you want sexually, you should be expressing what you want in your partner's oh, prominent brain hemisphere. Okay. So, so, David, you know, how would you tell Carol 
what you want to do to her sexually in a left brain expressive verbalization. Well, I'm always the one who goes to these <clears throat> elaborate um, candles and um, aromas and lighting and music. music and I like long drawn out um, evenings, um, we joke that I'm the female in the relationship, <laughs> and um, I have to tell Carol enough in advance what we're doing so she has the time to digest it because her brain is like, I got to do this, I got to do this, I got to get my work done, and if she doesn't put this into her um, compartment in her brain, it never happens because she'll work up until it's time to stop working, eat, sleep, shower, and do what has to be done. So knowing who she is, we, we call it all day foreplay. And when we're having an evening like that, it starts early in the day and it might start in the morning with a little gentle rub and massage and a kiss. And we call it, we do pussy massages. I'll touch her pussy. And but she's asking how you would tell me what you want. But well, in my terminology, so very straightforward. Very straightforward so she can get, okay, this is what's going to happen to me. I'm going to lie down. He's going to turn on the lights, down the lights. He's gonna, there's going to be some candles. Um, it's going to be for an hour and a half. Um, I'm going to get him. <laughs> massage i know he's going to get on okay. top of me hopefully he'll put his cock into me <laughs> and, and and i hope soon after that he's on my clit because carol she goes from this to this to that and wants it like all quickly i want to slow it down and i and i tell her hun tonight you know we're gonna have it a little slower she has to process that um before um, we get into that moment and you know um, the brain is such an important part of anything we do sexually and we, we're very opposites when it comes to sex um, I, I think we figured that out because I'm left brain and you're right brain. exactly okay but I get you I, I know you get I'm me the but one I, who think, creates the I role think you plays. need to just keep the production slower and less because I don't need more I get it but okay. it's important for me as I well know. So therefore, it's a compromise because I don't need all those candles and romance and light, lighting, etc. However, I know he likes to do it, so that's fine too. Yeah, and also <clears throat> what I would recommend is that you have a few more quickies mm -hmm. to satisfy Carol. Mm -hmm. For sure. Where it's literally fairly spontaneous, but it's quick. Mm -hmm. There's no big production. Mm -hmm. And then more quality time with David where you can actually have a picnic on in the bed as well <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know have some more creative um sexual playtime yeah absolutely. yeah i think that could work so what other things besides communicating do you have to be aware of whether your partner's right-brained or left-brained well really everything even if you're going out for dinner um like an, a left-brained person would just say do you want to have Chinese, Italian, or Indian food tonight? Simple as that. Right. But a right-wing person might start telling you about, you know, the Italian place is a little bit further away, but I really like the ambiance, and I like their appetizers, but I like the desserts over here and there. So it's really not just about sex. It's everything day-to-day. Mm -hmm. It's even what you're going to wear. The right brain person is, do you think I look bad in this? Right. <laughs> and the left brain person has to say no. <laughs> but it's everything. We just have to <clears throat> study our partner and, as I said, celebrate our differences. However, you can help your partner become more right brained or left brained by stimulating the opposite side of their body. Oh, interesting. So, if you want to get Carol to be more right-brained, start caressing and teasing and playing with the right side of her body. Ah, A lot of people it. don't know that. Yeah, ah. literally. The right breast, <laughs> the right buttock. Um, start licking and kissing and sucking, and it's going to stimulate the left. Well, she's already left-brained, so <laughs> you want to stimulate the left side of her. And you want to stimulate the uh, the right side of David. Right, exactly. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. You're, you're only getting sunscreen on half your body. <laughs> <laughs> so in your book, you describe all of these things. People can follow the steps to expand, I guess, expanding right brain people into more left, uh, left brain world and vice versa, the left brain people into more right brain world so that you can have better balance with your partner, I guess it would be. 
Yeah, it's all about balance. Absolutely. And there's lots of other exercises in the book. I call them neurosizes because they actually help to grow your brain cells as well as your relationship. Oh, wow. And there's, it just has so many um, wonderful exercises for singles and for couples. Wow, that's yeah. cool. And one of the other books that I saw on your website was the, the Sexy Little Book of Sex Games, which I thought was kind of cute. And maybe you can relate some of those sex games to our audience. Some of the favorites, yeah. Yeah, just considering that is Valentine's Day and you said we need more laughter in our world. Um, so what yeah. kind of fun games could we play with our partner on Valentine's Day? Well, my favorite games usually include food because I'm a total foodie. Okay. I love food. And uh, aphrodisiacs especially. So I'm sure you know that some of the foods made by nature that look like penises and vulvas are actually aphrodisiacs. Okay, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, nature made them that way. Mm. So <clears throat> figs, definitely when you bite into them, they look like the vulva and mangoes and peaches and melons and for men cucumbers and carrots and celery they're they're total aphrodisiacs they release testosterone um so does seafood shrimp uh is high in iodine and um that releases more testosterone, and so do oysters. Oysters look like, like the vulva. Mm -hmm. They're very sensual. So anything to do with food, I love. So you can turn your partner into a canvas. You can have them lie on their back or their front and start creating a masterpiece with food that you want to eat off your partner. Oh, that so sounds nice. It's a little bit like splashing. Do you know what splashing is? Not quite, no. Oh, splashing is a fetish mm -hmm. where you pour your favorite foods on your partner. It can be spaghetti and meatballs. It can be mm. anything. And it's really messy. So you're going to need the waterproof blanket. <laughs> yes, yes, to clean up that so mess. <laughs> you have to do a show on splashing. Okay. With the waterproof blanket. It's great. And it, the messier, the better. Ice cream. Um, the other thing you can do is blindfold your partner and they have to guess what you're putting in their mouth. Oh, that's fun. And if they're right, you have to reward them in some way. And I know you can think of hundreds of ways to <laughs> yes. reward them. Uh, sex toys can definitely come into that. You can, uh, you know, give them a quick orgasm if you want as a reward or kiss them passionately. So I love anything to do with food. Um, but other games that you can play, um, you can start like experimenting with uh, bondage and, you know, fantasies using, I, I have one game where you have to both pick up a lot of items around the house mm -hmm. that you can use sexually. Okay. And you kind of hide them. You hide your bunch of goodies and David hides his. And then you pick one from each other. Okay, yeah. So David picked up um, a feather duster. Right. Then you know he wants to be tickled with that feather duster. And hopefully it's fairly clean. <laughs> you can use it on the furniture. Um, and then Carol brings a, uh, a rolling pin. Mm-hmm. You're not going to hit her on the head with it. <laughs> <laughs> you are going to probably use it as a massager. Right. Up and down your body covered in oil. Nice. So it's playful. It's fun. Uh, and it's, sensa it's sensation play. So it's sensation play to get some different sensations into the bedroom and try new things and just laugh and have a fun time with it and make it light and fun. Yeah. You know, a lot of people take sex too seriously. Mm -hmm. And especially now, there's less people getting married, more people getting divorced with the COVID, you know, uh, stress and being quarantined. So, yeah, the more playful we can be, the better I think it is. Uh, and it definitely Have brings... Have a pillow war. Have a pillow fight. <laughs> yeah, you hear, Ava? Yes, what? Like, do it on the kitchen counter. Do it 
while you're cooking. Well, that's not playful and being fun. It's very playful and fun. I, in the bedroom, I see it playful. But Would you ever have a pillow fight with me? I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, I know See, more. But there's other things I would do. Like what? Well, like playing uh, with the ba- uh, with those kinky things that you talked about, sensation play, or maybe even blindfolding and doing some fun things that yeah, way. Yeah, she's going to take out the spatula. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but she's saying that if I take out the spatula, because I want to use the spatula. You oh, have to do it on me. Okay. So that makes it kind of fun. That's right. Yeah. What we choose is we what we want. Right. Oh, I'm taking it's out so, the blindfold. So okay. true. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, people don't realize that we make love the way we want to be made love too. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody's blowing in your ear and they hate it, you're doing it because you want them to blow in your ear. Right, right? exactly. (laughs) And that's that communication that's required with couples. If we only knew that in the first place, we would just ask for what we want and... You don't have to blow in my ear because I don't really like it, but I will blow in your ear. I've told you that I love it, and I know, I know you He's don't. He's a good communicator, and we do uh, have a lot of fun in bed. We laugh a lot, that's you know, for sure. And you, you know, we'll just go a little sideways here. It is so simple to communicate with your partner when you're having sex. When they do something to you, all you need to say is, wow, mm, that really feels good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Do some more. And if it's not good, just tell them, how about if you do something different? You don't say, I don't like that, or right. that doesn't feel good. Just move them on to what does feel good yeah. that's simple simple communication uh-huh. we, we have to do it because we're swingers and we play with other people who don't know our bodies so if someone's sucking my cock and it's not good i'm not going to let her do it for a half an hour and not feel good i'm going to tell her you know i like it a little faster i like it a little wetter i like Slower, when my cock is yeah. squeezed mm-hmm. harder mm-hmm. Uh, carol likes two fingers in her pussy when mm-hmm. she's getting her clit licked if she doesn't tell the guy that and all he knows from his wife is lick her clit and pull, tweak her nipples uh, carol's not going to get off that way Exactly. But you guys are really good communicators. Other people need like three choices, like a multiple choice. Like, (laughs) do you want your clit licked? Do you want something inside your pussy? Do you want something inside your ass? And then they'll say, oh, I'll take number one or number two. And you know, that's okay too. It's whatever works, right? Yeah, Yeah. it's It's whatever works. Yeah, and then I have another way, which I'm sure you've heard of, which is rating your erogenous zones from 1 to 10. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving each other an erotic massage and your feet are at 9, well, then you really love having your feet massaged. Maybe your toes licked. Mm -hmm. It's a 9. Hey, you got to go there more often. But if your feet are a 2, you don't have to go to the feet anymore. You don't have to do any of that. So, yeah, everybody communicates differently. You guys are so good at communicating erotically that it's pretty much unheard of in with regular people. <laughs> and I think swingers are better communicators. Yeah, you, you kind of have to be. Have other, to be. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to back up for a second. I want Dr. Ava to, to just talk about how as we age as we grow our sexual likes and dislikes change right and how important it is to tell your partner when things change it's true so as we get older we become better communicators we become more confident sexually which is so weird because when we were half our age we probably looked better sexier but we we weren't as confident so it's almost like a cruel nature <laughs> way of uh, making us enjoy sex more. Um, but I think that what David said is about our fantasies changing is really important because things we didn't want to try when we were young and we suddenly do. How do you communicate that with somebody you've been with for 20 years? Mm-hmm. And... I know, I know a lot of couples who have said, well, I wanted to try anal sex, but the other person doesn't. They just say, no, that's an exit, not an entrance. So what do you do when you suddenly crave a new sexual activity that your partner doesn't want? What, do you, what, what would you guys recommend? Well, we certainly were swingers, so I would say, no, I don't want it in my ass, but there's plenty of swingers who do, so find another partner. <laughs> That's what but I you're say. You're generous. You're generous. <laughs> you share. But not everybody feels right, the same exactly. way. Right, no, exactly. No, the, 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 answer, the answer is, and I know where Ava's going, is 
first of all, never say no, but just come up with something a little bit different that might be in the same realm. Might just be touching the anus, trying right. something very close to, but not quite, perhaps. Is that what you were going to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, you can, you can use a sex toy so that you don't have to right. go in there if right. you don't want to. You can watch porn with anal sex. I, I wrote and produced some instructional videos, and one of them was anal sex for couples. Mm. And so there are ways that you can still get off and, you know, maintain your own values. Never do anything that doesn't feel right or never do anything when you feel coerced because that's how, you know, we start getting angry. Yeah. And one, and, and one of the cool things is, you know, the sphincter and the anal area and the perineum is all so, so sensitive. Sometimes you can just start by putting a vibrator down there and the sensation is almost the same and you don't have to penetrate, whether it be pegging on the guy or doing it on the girl. And that might meet the person's need for that moment. Mm -hmm. And or, then or you take baby steps or, or you don't. Or he could do it in the shower, in the shower himself. Exactly. And, and she can yeah. watch or something like that too. Absolutely. Or you can keep a butt plug in there mm -hmm. during intercourse. Mm -hmm. so there's so many things you can do. Uh, we, tried, but we, yeah, we tried that butt plug um, during intercourse once and it flew out of my ass when I came. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. We needed a as bigger one. As long as one. that's the only thing that flew out. <laughs> I think that's awesome. But we do change and it's so interesting that we have new desires as we get older mm -hmm. and I think that's why fantasies are so important but you have to know which fantasies to share what do you think about that do you think there are any sexual fantasies that you shouldn't share well I mean unless they're illegal or criminal I think that every fantasy can be shared it doesn't mean you want to fulfill the fantasy you can still tell your partner about it um, that you've seen it or thought about it or had an idea about it not that you are ever going to fulfill it but i still think it's okay to share yeah, it absolutely in our relationship we have an imbalance in fantasies i am always coming up with them and but you uh, do we, share we, we do yes. share we talk about them carol lately has come up with a couple of them we talk about them we don't necessarily um want to fulfill them want to fulfill them but when we're having sex and i'm fucking her i'm telling her so babe where's that other cock because her fantasy is having two other guys with us and we're just talking about it and um it turns us on because we have the visuals going through our heads and instead of work going through her head so, so keep, keep them fun keep the fantasies you know exciting <laughs> not illegal uh, and share those things that you might want to try at some particular time in your life and and don't be afraid if your fantasies change over time I think that's mm -hmm. kind of what we were saying earlier and but please don't fantasize about illegal things and share those with your partners that's not a good thing yeah it's it can be scary and uh -huh. then you know people lose respect yeah I think respect is so important in a relationship so don't say or do something that could basically result in your partner losing respect for mm -hmm, you. Right. I think mm -hmm. that's really important. I think that's very, very good advice. And this has been an amazing segment. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're having a discussion with Dr. Ava Cadell from the Loveology University. And coming up next is our favorite segment called Great Sex Matters. But first, a shout out to another one of our show sponsors. Stay right there. We're not going anywhere, let alone be long. We're going to talk about where we are right now, which is Hedonism 2 Resort in Jamaica. It is one of our favorite places to hang naked on the beach, and it is the sexiest place on earth where you can be as mild or as wild as you like, which we have done many times over the years. As we mentioned earlier, we are so excited to be here. We escaped winter, winter 2021. We're going to be here until March 26th, broadcasting on location naked most of the time so come down join us for a week possibly more even be a guest on one of our podcasts yeah we feel safe here with all the pro, uh, covid protocols in place and we're loving our away office and if you can work from home you can work from hito like we are all winter long so join us as we get naked on the beach you can go to our website thesexylifestyle.com and click on the hito link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever absolutely come see us
Carol and David, that's who we are. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And as you know, we love getting down and dirty with our guests. But today, Dr. Ava is going to tell us how you can get down and dirty with your partner this Valentine's Day. So, Dr. Ava, let's get back into your Loveology University where you teach the teachers how to teach all sorts of things. Tips and tricks. you must have all the tips and tricks that everybody needs. And one of your courses... The basics. Yeah, okay, the basics. Kissing. One of your courses is all about kissing. What is the most important thing about kissing that our, everybody wants to know? Well, everybody, I think, wants to be a great kisser. Everybody wants to be a great lover, actually, all over the world. But again, we talked before about we make love the way we want to make love. So... I have a game that I do with people who have issues with kissing. So for example, I would say, Carol, you are the producer, the director, and the star of your movie. And David is your Mm co-star. So you have to kiss David the way that you want him to kiss you Mm -hmm. and wherever you want to be kissed. So people have to basically emulate each other's kisses to make it really memorable. And of course, the French kiss is the most famous. (laughs) Right. right? Absolutely. It's the wettest, the the hottest. And I think that kissing until you have an orgasm is a wonderful exercise for Valentine's Day. Wow, I like that. You can use your hands and your body, but really, really feel the juiciness. I actually call kissing facial intercourse because that's how intimate I think it is. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, I know, <laughs> I know when I kiss David and he starts getting his erection, I know I'm doing something right. And I love, well, we both love kissing, obviously, but when he's feeling my love through the kiss and then he's getting his erection, I know that we're both enjoying it equally. Sex, and is, sex is very different between us when we kiss and when we don't kiss. Sometimes we have a quickie and we didn't even get a chance to kiss. We go, oh, that's not right. We got to kiss every time. So yeah, kissing is a very, very important part. Yeah, it's one of the first things that stops when a couple starts, you know, growing apart mm-hmm. instead of growing towards each other. Yeah, it's hard to kiss somebody you don't really mm-hmm. find desirable. Or if you're angry with them. That's too close. Yeah. You know, if you're yeah. angry or they're just not yeah. doing things the right way. So, um, But if you aren't in that position, don't forget to kiss. That's right. the thing. If you still love your partner, even a little bit, make sure you kiss your partner and show them that love. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah, move kiss up. every day. Every, every day. day when you get up in the morning after you brush your teeth, mm-hmm. kiss, and then every day you know, at night before you go to sleep, mm-hmm. kiss. Because um, you never know what's going to happen the next day. Yeah. Exactly. All right, let's move on to one of my favorites. Okay, David loves foreplay. He loves his all-day foreplay. Yeah. He likes to tease and Slow titillate. down. And uh, yes, that's fun for him. That really gives him an excuse to think about sex all day long because he does, So right? let's talk about <laughs> your course and what you teach about foreplay. So in my foreplay course, I teach how to touch every single inch of the male and the female body, every inch and different ways you can touch it with your hair. You can't do this, David, but with your hair, (laughs) with your breath, you know, just touching, just breathing either hot air with an open mouth or or cool air with your lips pursed. So foreplay can be the main course. Mm -hmm. But one of the exercises that I think would be great foreplay, especially for Valentine's Day, is that you both have to write an erotic menu Mm. with appetizers, main courses, and desserts. So David's menu will be very different to Carol's. It might start off with undressing. It then might go into kissing. Uh, these, These would be appetizers. And maybe even your main course would be an erotic massage. Whereas Carol's main course might be doggy position. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But again, it's creative and it's just getting your needs met by communicating them in a different way that's truly creative. 
I also have a feeling that David's menu is going to be bigger than Carol's. <laughs> he has maybe a bigger appetite for sex, perhaps. But size doesn't matter. It's the quality here. Right, exactly. uh, yeah, foreplay. It can, and that's where I talk about all the more unusual things that you can do with foreplay, like all the different places you can put your penis that you might not even have thought of into Carol's armpit, behind her knees, um, you know, slapping her breast with your penis gently. I mean, there's just so many awesome things you can do with foreplay that I think some people haven't even thought of. Yeah. yeah. Can you give me one that you really like, David, that is you know, a little bit more unusual. Well, I like when Carol takes my cock and uses it to masturbate her clit, which is foreplay, and that makes her squirt. Yeah. And that's how I squirt, yes. So that is very sexy because then the squirt goes everywhere all over the aroma, him, it's very all sexy. over his body, and then we can slide in easily. You know, at, at, we don't. We always use lube, but it just goes in right away with all the, the moisture from the squirt, and that's very erotic, I think. Yeah, and it turns Carol on. Yeah. Her clit gets erect. My mm -hmm. cock gets hard, mm -hmm. and that's just foreplay. Mm -hmm. I love that, and you use your waterproof blanket. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I all love the time. that. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. fun because we put out our blanket. That means it's, it's sex time, right. so it already gets your head in gear. That This means that this is part of our foreplay is putting out the blanket, really. Yeah, it's getting yeah. your head in I gear. I love yeah. that. And, so, and foreplay can be anything. It yeah. can be just erotic talk, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It can be um, kissing, obviously. Um, and it can be very visual. Like, as you said, you're playing with him. Well, another thing is you can take his cock and you can slap your face with it. Yes. So foreplay mm -hmm. can be very visual, too. Mm -hmm. Or you can wrap your hair around it mm -hmm. and sort of pull it where I could bond it. So I think with foreplay, you can be so creative. And that's why the menu idea I find appealing. I do, too. So you're going to write down what you want as your appetizer and... And, and what you want is your dessert. I mean, for some people, dessert might be cuddling. For other people, it might be talking about what you loved mm -hmm. or talking about what you're going to do next time or going to sleep. Or, I mean, get, some people, or getting chocolate and putting it on the end of your penis and just licking it off because that's the dessert. There you go. Yeah. Or hiding the honey yeah. on some part of your body where the other person has to find it just uh -huh. with their tongue. Yeah. yeah, And one of the hottest things that uh, I know turns Carol on a lot and I love watching it is watching her get dressed sexy. Mm -hmm. Putting on her heels slowly. Putting on the lingerie. And I just sit there and my cock just gets hard and she gets turned on while, while seeing my cock get harder and I know when she comes to bed her pussy is dripping wet mm -hmm. and it's just from that visual that you know sex is going to happen sensuality intimacy is going to happen and then I love being undressed and undressing her and that's all part of foreplay too and we haven't touched cocks pussies tits anything yet we haven't even really kissed you know and then we lie on the bed and the clothes come off and you know, that's just what makes the long the, the evening longer and teasing. And uh, I mean, foreplay, like you said, Ava, it can be anything that your mind allows it to be. So a lot of people fantasize about threesomes, of course. It seems to be the number one fantasy for men. And obviously fantasizing about it is great foreplay. Yeah. What about indulging in it? So as swingers, I presume that you have sometimes another couple or mm -hmm. just another person. Yeah. So is that foreplay for you or is that a main event for you, David, to have another, to, to watch Carol with somebody else, for example? You know, it's very interesting because we've had different types of threesomes. So we've had threesomes with another male. We've had threesomes with another female. We've had threesomes with a bisexual female. We've had threesomes with a female who wasn't into women. And, um, the way Carol behaves in each one is very different. Um, when we played with two guys, I was going in thinking, oh, Carol's going to lie there and both of us are going to do her. And she flipped it around and she pulled out both our cocks and was sucking them at the same time. But was that the foreplay or was that the main event for you? It was That was the foreplay. But the fact that we can go different ways in a threesome um, is, is foreplay in my brain. Oh, I see. Okay. Right? Yeah. I, I never know. <laughs> He's imagining all the different positions and, and combinations. The spontaneity yeah. is, is huge. And then when we played with that other woman, I thought, and she was straight, I thought it was going to be like, oh my God, like what is going to happen here? 
and she ended up kissing Carol, and I did both women as they laid there, and I had to work with my fingers and my tongue and my cock and all this, and I worked really hard. I got no sympathy from my baseball buddies, but it was a very hot experience, and then we played with a lesbian woman. Okay, but is it foreplay for you playing with others, or is that the main event? Well, it's it's an event. It's an event in it itself. It sounds like the main event to <laughs> yes, me. Yes, yes, I, mean, I agree. Great, but but see how interesting that yeah, is. What's yeah. to you could be a main event, but David. So that's why, again, we can't read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. when you've been together twenty years, you can't always. I mean, sometimes you can, but fantasies are always changing, mm-hmm. and the more fantasies you turn into reality. I think the more fantasies you're going to have. That's what I keep telling you, Yeah, hun. I know. I keep telling you that. <laughs> it's absolutely true. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we're, Dr. We're, Ava, yeah, we're coming to the end of the show right. and we're, we're running oh, out okay. of time and we don't want to miss out on this one course that we're so excited about. Uh, tell us about your course about the big O. Oh, the big O, yes, orgasms. Um, all the different ways that you can have orgasms and multiple orgasms and orgasms on your own, orgasms, with your partner, orgasms, watching other people, watching porn. I mean, there's nothing more um, healthy and high <laughs> than having an orgasm. It, it is the greatest gift to give yourself, to give somebody else, because it makes you forget about all your problems. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel loved, for love for yourself, love for somebody else, the energy. There's just nothing like it. So in my course on orgasms, I literally tell you dozens and dozens and dozens of ways that you can have it. One of my favorite ways is to think yourself to orgasm, yeah. not touching each other Ooh. at all. Ooh. And um, just you start a fantasy, Carol, and then you stop the fantasy, and then David continues the fantasy for a while, and then he stops at a certain peak, and then you continue. And you just verbalize until you have an orgasm. Wow, that's very exciting. It is, and if you wanna rub bodies, you can during that, or if you wanna touch yourself, you can, but I think the best way is literally to blindfold yourselves and just imagine. Wow. Get really into it because, um, for example, somebody, Let's say I have a course on people with disabilities and intimacy. So somebody who has a disability who can't have an orgasm because perhaps they're paralyzed, what happens is other parts of their body suddenly become orgasmic. Mm. Their ears, their hair, um, their neck. It's incredible what the human body is capable of. It literally will move that orgasmic area somewhere else. Doesn't that go? Doesn't that go back to what we spoke about earlier about being present and being mindful of what's going on and getting everything else out of your brain and just focusing on the moment of what's going on? Yeah, the brain is the most erotic organ that we have. Yes, absolutely. So it's so important for us to remember that if we can think it, we can do it. If we can think it, we can communicate it. Um, but think about all the different ways that you have orgasmed or mm-hmm. all the different ways you want to orgasm mm-hmm. that you haven't tried before. No, it is Is there wonderful. any way that you guys want to orgasm that you haven't tried before? Well, I definitely have not orgasmed before just thinking about it. For me, I orgasm okay. every time by touching my clitoris. It's almost always clitoral stimulation, but it could be very hard. It could be super soft, like like almost not even touching, like even a whisper of air could make me orgasm. Actually, we were at dinner with some a couple here just the other day, and she sat at the dinner table. We were sitting outside. And she had an orgasm because the wind was blowing on, on her, her clit. on her clit and oh, I love it. she I had it right it. there in front of us and we're there okay she had just had sex prior to coming to dinner and so I guess it was all still juicy and sensitive and the wind blew through her dress and next you know she's having an orgasm in front of us That's I've never done so that awesome. that would be cool that would be cool. Now, what about a bigasm, a trigasm, or a quadragasm? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I invented a toy called a trigasm many years ago with Doc Johnson, and that's stimulating three points of pleasure at the same time. They can be any three points. It can be the clit, the vagina, and the butt. It can be the nipples, the mouth, the, you know, anything. But it's three points of pleasure. And wow. then a quadragasm, it's four points of pleasure. Love it. Wow. So, and you can use toys and 
you know, penises and vaginas and lips and hands and anything you want. So that's what I'm giving you as no love work for Valentine's Day. I want you guys to give each other a quadrigasm. Wow. I'm going to try later today. (laughs) That would be very, very cool. Very, very cool. We'll let you know how it goes. Uh, Okay. Okay. So listen, just to close off the show, we like to leave our audience with some final advice. If I was to ask you, what would be the number one piece of advice that you have for a couple who desperately need to reconnect and enhance their romance this Valentine's Day? What should they do first? They should have an S and L sandwich. And that is a big slice of love and sex. But it's Love, love, sex is in the middle, like, you know, the filler, and then love on both sides. So it's a giant sandwich of sex surrounded by love. Wow. That is a very, very nice. Love it. Nice (laughs) advice for Valentine's Day. Thank you so much, Ava. Oh, you're so welcome. So, Ava, um, I'm sure everybody can knows where to find you online why don't you just quickly tell them right here where they can find you your work your workshops and what your website address is so my website is just avacadell.com and my university is loveuniv.com and i'm still giving away my healing course for free just go on the website and download it And if you missed any of this information, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page, including Dr. Ava Cadell. You can even contact her directly through there. And, you know, we're learning more and more every week, and I hope everybody did this week. Um, Our special Valentine's Day show was with the iconic Dr. Ava Cadell. I mean, she's taught so many people how to um, be sex experts, how to have great sex. And, um, you know, just go check out her website. um, And we hope you keep coming back and learning week in and week out on our show with all our expert guests. And if you have any questions at all, you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. And please remember to stay safe and healthy and follow all the suggested protocols issued by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, avoid touching your face, practice physical distancing and please wear a mask wear a mask wear a mask wear a mask and if you're coming down here to Hito you know take care of yourselves get your negative test come visit us it is safe here we're having a great time Alrighty, wow, that was another amazing show with um, again Dr. Ava Cadell who's spectacular Ava again thank you so much for being here uh, thank you for having me And as we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I want to send you lots of love and great sex. And please, please, please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. 